<laughs> Hello! Welcome to Debatable, Woo! a big television show that is honestly delirious in pretty much every sense yeah, of that word, Dominique. All this football that we've been... It's, you know what's oh. funny? You know what's funny? We'll talk about Chiefs Chargers in a second. Presented, we are, by Corona. Thank you, Corona, for being awake. Um, <laughs> like, it's Friday? <laughs> and, and you'd think, like, oh, we're done. We're finally done. To, and then it's just, No. No. Yeah. It's so the buffet much. is never ending. So much. <laughs> no. I, I was gonna say. I do acknowledge that the tone of my voice just then may have indicated that we're almost hostages to the game of football. As yeah, opposed to enthusiastic commentators. If we are, then give me that Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yes. Give it to me. Feed me uh, like those geese that you make <laughs> that fancy French shit uh, out of. Uh, um, you gosh. make me vomit, but it's uh. delicious and expensive. Um, <laughs> Alabaster, how are you feeling after Chiefs, Chargers, and also the end of uh, our rational thought processes? <laughs> I mean, you guys might be overstuffed geese, but this was just an appetizer for me. We have 17 more <laughs> weeks of this. <laughs> 17 wait. more weeks of this. I mean, we're gonna get we're gonna get in the swing of it. I think it's just it's like a shock. We just had a that's right a, a week one shock. We'll be in a swing of things pretty soon. We're just limping around like Justin Herbert right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but we're gonna we're we'll, we'll we'll we have a couple bombs left in us, um, and possibly the end of our careers um, mm -hmm. simultaneously. Um, so, Alabaster, how do you want to frame your question for us about this game? I'm going, to let, I'm going to leave it a bit open-ended. My question for you guys is, what was your biggest takeaway from the Chiefs' win over the Chargers? Real open, Dominique. Real yeah. open. A little bit of a cop-out, but it's fine. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll take the question. I mean, it, it, I know that we're going to talk about the quarterbacks, but defense matters. The interception, which I guess I, I don't think that they knew quite how to characterize, characterize whose fault it was because it felt like both the quarterbacks were really good at times and both of them were really bad at times and none of us knew how to experience experience it like herbie no. didn't know what to say about it i didn't know how to feel about it i was like but but you were so awesome i knew you would be awesome it felt like it was a, a really highly anticipated movie and we all sat down and at every moment we, we were like yeah you know like when you are in on a franchise you yep. kind of pretend like the things are better than they are yep yep i was afraid to tell it's one of those things where i'm afraid to tell my wife how mediocre i secretly thought it was because i had yeah. talked about it so much going into it exactly that's exactly so what it felt like we had we had opportunities to do both but you're right there's a 99 yard pick six which was you know i imagine for you as a, as, as a former quarterback watching Jalen Watson, who was apparently like working at a Wendy's yeah. a couple of years <laughs> back. Like, stories, like uh, Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know that guy existed. I yeah. didn't know either of the guys named Watson, who yes. had tremendously and important plays with the Chiefs, existed before tonight. Yeah, that was an incredible play. And to have a big moment like that on a big stage, it's really cool. And as I was happy for that kid, but I was also just happy for – the, the fraternity of defensive back. We need our mm. moments every now and then. Like it's the, I'm gonna go um, get off my lawn defensive back version. They changed the game so much that you can't even play defense the way you used to <laughs> when you were playing back in the day. Anytime you try to defend a receiver, they throw it in the yellow hankies. There you go. And, get off my and lawn. well, the hankies, like 
the guy, the receiver he was targeting, right? Like Gerald Everett, a person I learned about last week and was believed <laughs> to know is going to be relevant this week, given that I spent time learning about him. You knew, you just, knew he was before that. I mean, you remember when he was with the Rams? It just, he looks like a whole oh, different human. Yeah. In this, in this, uh, um, well, whoever whoever you're claiming that this guy used to be, the guy that he was tonight was so gassed, and I could yeah, not relate to a player more <laughs> than that dude who was like, I have had too much football right yeah. now. Can I please go to the sideline? And they were like, no, yeah. you got to stay in here and get more football. <laughs> and instead, they threw it to the guy that I had to learn about, Jalen Watson. Yes. And, so that sucked for that dude. And he took that football and ended the night. And I mean, more than anything, I think we all wanted a, a big moment and big games. And, like, we saw some cool passes. Like, Mahomes definitely won the cool pass off that <laughs> we like, knew. He threw a little the action on. scene in the movie. Yeah, it is. Like, That's what yo, it like. there was that cool what? CGI fight where, like, the robot punched the other robot. Isn't this what it felt like, cool? though? I don't know. It felt yes. like, um, the Mahomes play, in fairness, the Mahomes play you were beginning to describe was we should not be numb to that. Yeah, so it was two of them. But yeah, the first to touchdown, the the little lean back sidearm, they show one camera angle where you see, I think sometimes from the regular TV copy, you see Mahomes do these like weird angles and you don't appreciate how necessary they were. And from one angle, you see like two defensive backs, or excuse me, two defensive linemen jumping together to try to break the ball. Mahomes just, it is just barely yeah. by inches. It's incredible. And we should not leave tonight not appreciating how great that was and then the other i mean then the touchdown oh yeah the other touchdown pass that was pretty cool too so hold on i'm okay, sorry so i'm so vaguely high on the footy <laughs> dominique is more stoned oh. on on football than i have ever seen him <laughs> yep. um in life and he's knocking around his microphone and he's referring to plays vaguely as cool and so i want to bring us back to a specific thing because the Justin Herbert thing, Alabaster, we were making fun of before, like, uh, in all seriousness, I guess my takeaway here is that I don't actually know, Dominique, what the Chargers are, are period. I don't know what the Chargers are. Like, and last I, year, they're the team that went for it on fourth down all the time. They had the guy with, I guess, this part maybe we should have known about, that Justin Herbert would not be asked to use his giant robot arm to yeah. throw deep a lot yeah and instead we got him getting terribly terribly injured like two plays in a row and then do the thing where he uses his giant robot arm <laughs> for reasons that seem to not have been worth it yeah given that he was again like terribly destroyed it didn't feel like uh, you notice at halftime uh richard sherman and your homeboy pointed um ryan fitzpatrick uh yes. pointed out how the Chargers really dom dominated that first half, but aren't um, don't have a big enough lead, don't have like a two score lead, and we kind of yep. saw how that panned out because I don't think the Chargers like got outplayed. Like I could argue that they played a good enough game to win, but it was some pivotal moments that went the other direction, and we're gonna wake up tomorrow morning and remember this as if the Chiefs just like showed them who's boss when it didn't feel like that at all. Yeah, yeah, no, it just felt um, underwhelming. And I don't know if, if there's like a better football I'm not, explanation. No, I'm not going to let you for, do that. This I love what? this franchise. I was all in on this. No, that's right. <laughs> it's not <laughs> underwhelming. It was outstanding. I'm sorry. Yeah, you did try to claim um, on one of the 9,000 shows we've done today or yesterday, yeah. wherever we are now, no, no, that you like the Chargers are. on paper. 
Yeah. And the paper version of the Chargers, Alabaster, I came away intrigued as ever. It's the flesh version of them where I'm just like, what are you, what, what is up right now? Like, what is this team going to be? So I can tell you what they're going to be. And that was my big takeaway from the game. The Chargers, they're going to be the Chargers. They're going to Chargers yeah. away these games. You know what? Thanks. That what the, you, you're right. What the Chargers are, period, is what the Chargers are, period. Like, they, they, they remain... Man, it, that's some analysis right there. I like that. I was gonna say, like, I can no longer make fun of you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, man, I'm not alone. I am who am, as as God said in the Old Testament. Yeah, I don't. I, believe, I don't. The think, Chargers are. I don't think um Charlie really wanted to check that box. I think he wanted to exit. Like, <laughs> he's like, let's get out of here. Well, I have an idea. Can we both, Dominique? Uh, pass out on camera and then wake up perhaps with a guest that will make our job possibly easier right i love it i love it okay ready all right here we go three two one ah i've i've woken up in the seaport what is going what on? You Dominique, you should, you are you here? Did you? <laughs> you gotta Wait, check you, bits like that. You, you also time traveled, Dominique. We just talked about Chargers Chiefs, and now we're here in a different place, and it's a different time. And Mina's here. What's happening? I would make fun of your acting, which is horrible, but I really am in no place to do what? so, given that we are accommodating my schedule with this time <laughs> lapse. So, I guess I'll allow it. Thank you for the transparency, um, Alabaster. What should we be doing now? wherever the hell let's, and whenever the hell we are. Let's talk about some more football. Got a lot of games to preview. Oh, great. First, first question for you guys. Do you expect the Tua train and the Dolphins offense to keep rolling this weekend against the Ravens? Mm. So um, I'm curious about this question insofar as we are just centering Tua to troll like everybody who's invested in Tua. Like, are we making too much of a thing about Tua at this point? Or is this actually the storyline of this game? Um, Tua train keep rolling. Uh, they had 13 offensive points last week. That's a very slow rolling train. It's not an explosive train, but it's something to build off of. And to your question, Pablo, like, I do think it's a story because I work at ESPN and we talk about quarterbacks. And yes, this quarterback had a question mark around him at the beginning of this season and figuring out how good he's going to be is like, that's it. That's their season. That's well, how so, competitive they're going to be. That's like, well, presumably they have a Super Bowl caliber defense. They have Super Bowl caliber playmakers. Offensive line, sure. eh, not so much. Head coach seems promising so far, but the quarterback would go a long way to making this team uh, more competitive. I mean, yeah. I mean, not to get too meta before we actually talk about the football that we're supposed to talk about, but it kind of feels to me like Tua is this year's Baker Mayfield. Like, he is the quarterback yes. where every take is going to make someone angry, whether it's pro-Tua, anti-Tua. Like, he is the most divisive quarterback in football right now, even though he <laughs> seems to be, like, a very mild-mannered human being. Um, and I don't think that changed after week one. Like, he really didn't... What did Learn. we see? What did we see from week one that would the make anybody guy. feel differently? The same guy. He looked the same to me. The offense looked explosive because they have, as Dominique alluded to, incredibly fast playmakers. But as far as what he was asked to do in that offense, what he executed upon, mostly the same. Um, and, and then as far as this week's matchup goes, 
I think it's going to be a harder test for them than the Patriots because the Ravens' defense, which was not really tested last week by the Jets, actually has the secondary to either contain those Dolphins playmakers or, in some cases, keep up with them. What yes. side of the Tua train are, or the Tua take sphere are you on? I think you must declare yourself because yes. I am pro Tua and I – will honestly say that I might have let some of my confirmation bias leak into my Tua analysis. I may have cherry-picked some good reps to point to so that I can be right that Tua is good enough to manage this offense. And I never said he's going to be an all-pro, but like I thought that he was going to be good enough to be good. Mina, Pablo, take a Tua side. <laughs> A train technically can't roll backwards, but that's what Dominique tried to do, was just hit that reverse. Like, um, I, my, my sense of it is, and my interest here, of course, is as like one of the uh, Snowpiercer children who's secretly just keeping the train going underneath. Like, I'll grind my bones Spoiler. into dust just to keep these takes going. Spoiler alert. Um, so that's where I am on the train. But I do feel like right now, hope is kind of the most that you have if you're at the front wearing this weird like conductor's hat dominique like i i don't i i hope feels like the best argument the evidence seems to be lacking uh mena i the, the point i guess the question i was asking is what are you rooting for because i feel like that's the <laughs> oh that's where we find ourselves well of course i'm rooting for his success what are you not doing? true what are you doing not true what are you doing not no. true you're, you're let me, okay. You don't want to be right, no. Mina? Eliminate your caveats, your hedges. Wait, I want to close. I'm doing this Let too. Me ask I also you don't believe you on question, that. question, Dominique. Right. Based on what you've seen so far, where would you rank Tua amongst quarterbacks in the NFL? Um, <laughs> I'm not asking you about the offense. Sure, I'm not sure. asking you about Are the offense. Are we? Guys. Easy, oh, we do. Let's I name some quarterbacks. He's above the bad ones, behind the great ones. Right there. So is he true neutral? Uh, Yeah, I think he's like mediocre he's yeah that's him he's yeah, a modern modern day modern day kirk cousins kirk cousins I that's think, an though. insult to tua i mean i meant kirk i meant the other way i meant the other way yeah right right like is kirk cousins really the mendoza line which is a meta we're not mixing sports metaphors but like who is that line of just like perfect mediocrity maybe it's tua yeah i i got Al it i got alabaster it. embodiment of mediocrity you have a that's thought? right that's right um, so the Dolphins kind of are a Lamborghini. They can only go 50 miles an hour right now at Tua. Because you've got Tyreek Hill. You've got Jalen Waddle. How much more fun would this team be with Ryan Fitzpatrick? Because that's the line. That's Don't the backup do quarterback. Don't do I'll tell you Don't how much how fun it was. We, the, obviously, like, train is not the vehicle that, that I would choose for the metaphor that is me and Ryan Fitzpatrick's relationship. Like, if two, we if, are... Hot air balloon soaring, the two of us in a basket. Like, just seeing the beautiful sights. We saw this. Of course it'd be more fun. Thank you for a good question, Alabast. I would say if Tua is true neutral, Ryan Fitzpatrick is chaotic neutral. Does that feel yeah. right? Because I wouldn't yeah, put him as either that good does. or bad. Yeah, he's chaotic yeah, neutral. So he's just to the left wherever chaotic is. Yeah. I mean, I actually think the other side of the ball is more interesting we can keep doing the Tua conversation if you want to but Mina's not going to pick a Tua side clearly you said that I was trying hey, to hey no 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 no
It takes two of us to actually <laughs> oh, no. take a side here, and you didn't take a side either. But I, I did. am delighted to talk pro, about this defense pro because aside. the most interesting storyline in this game is not Tua Tungavailoa, it's whether Lamar Jackson has solved the problem of the Blitz. And that is something we are going to see on display. You guys remember, to recap, the Dolphins made Lamar Jackson's life absolute hell the last time these yes. teams played. It was one of the worst games of his entire career. They have had all offseason, the Ravens, to work on, to basically prepare for this exact moment. They've said as much, and I want to see if their preparation has actually worked. I um, was reminded by the great internet today that I solved this problem for them last year. I was literally on a train when I sent out a tweet on how to fix this. It is what uh, Bill Belichick did to our team when I was playing with the Broncos. You put a guy in motion. He motions to the end of the line. The person who's covering him has to follow him. He blocks the end man in the line of scrimmage. You then get a two for one. Then you have as much time as you need to pick apart the defense. That's the move. You're welcome. I'm done here. <laughs> I'm going to nod. I'm just going to nod as if and Dominique just did the thing game, where like, he I mean, said I don't know if that, that solves for every sort of pressure that they would. Well, it solves for the zero pressure, which is the, the zero cons- lives, yeah. which is the concerning one, I think, for Lamar Jackson when there's a free runner. The rest of the pressures oh, should be able to have uh, a traditional answer for. The zero pressure is the only ones that give them any – or the, those are the ones that gave Lamar the most trouble. So uh, traditional answers work for the rest of them. And – Bill Belichick did it against us. It did not work. We beat them. But then we played the Steelers, and it worked there because they had Heinz Ward, Heinz Ward, who was big enough to actually block the end man on the line of scrimmage. You're welcome. Did we ever get an answer from Mina about which side of the Tua line she was nah, on? Nah, she's ducking it to a talk. Scared. Don't we have another oh. game to talk about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Uh. This one, I think you'll definitely be on the side. What do you expect from Trey Lance this weekend against the Seahawks? Mm. I'll start. I, I, look, I expect him okay. to look better than he did in an absolute like monsoon, monsoon mud storm, whatever the heck that was in Chicago. Pablo, do you disagree? Uh, better, yes, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that I've actually like, I, I, all of the monsoon stuff. It was such a great opportunity for jokes. And then it was like, but none of this actually feels actionable in terms of like football opinions. Mm-mm. But something that I've noticed, Dominique, listening to you talk over the last week, is that you've begun to, if you were a thumbs up on Trey, I feel like your thumb is kind of like, it's turning. It's turning a little bit. Nope. 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 Um, what you are experiencing what am I, is. Yeah. What, 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 is, what, what, do you, what do you call that then? This is called. Um, take erosion when you have to when you have to continue to pour takes or pour water on your take and re-present it sometimes it comes out a little eroded (laughs) deep down inside the take has gotten or publicly the take has gotten a little less sharp and definitive soggy yeah but deep down inside the take mountain is just as strong as i originally meant it to be i am team Trey Lance, I'm a full believer, unlike Mina Kimes. I'm not afraid to be definitive about my takes. You still haven't made a Tua take, and you managed to avoid the Trey Lance take, too. I gave you guys a Tua take, which is I said he looks like he did last year. I don't. That's not a take. 
He looked average. like he did last year. He looked average last okay. year. He's All looked right. average thus far. I said he was true neutral. I don't understand how that's not a very yeah, obvious it's not answer. A take. I mean, it's um, the complete opposite of a take. A take is this side or that side. You went, I'm in the there, middle. Like there, if you, there is an, if there is not an emoji for the direction your thumb is pointing, it's not a take. <laughs> no, th- there is an emoji. The emoji, emoji is the guy with the, just like the straight line on his mouth, like this. <laughs> <laughs> I send that to you guys all the time when you try to text me jokes. You should be familiar with this. Oh, um, my emoji for Trey Lance is the guy with the whirly eyes, you know, which I also use a lot. Uh, and it's not because I think he stinks or because um, my opinion on him has changed dramatically since week one. It's that my opinion on the San Francisco 49ers has actually changed a little bit. Yeah. I, granted, you don't want to take too much from that game. I think the defense right, yeah, has so a lot of uncharacteristic penalties. But here's what I'm worried about, Pablo. Yeah. The Niners' offensive line looks yep. bad. And this is something we probably should have anticipated going into the season because there were so much questions about the interior with Alex Mack retiring. The guard position has been an issue for them for a while. But boy, across the board, they did not play well against a Chicago defensive front that is not one of the better groups in the NFL. Or McGlitchy. Yeah, it's a, a, a name that was mentioned way too much this week. Well, you know, you know, he got beat by your new favorite player, Dominique Robinson. Oh, yeah. Is he the best Dominique in the NFL now? Um, I guess so. I, DRC is gone, is right? out of the is yeah. out of the league. Yeah. I'm sure there are a bunch of Dominiques. Everyone copied me because I was so great. It's kind of like Jalen. Forget about the human highlight. No, I, I've never Wilkins. met another. There's very few. Many Dominics, are saying. Actually. I mean, yeah, there's Dominics. lots of Dominiques. You just named two. DRC is another one. Little yep. baby. His first name is Dominique. Bam. That's <laughs> the all. The list of goes them. on. It goes on. I don't, we don't want to bore people with lists. The point is, Trey Lance is going to be fine. This offensive line is an issue. The 49ers are one of my final four teams at least what I thought was going to be one of the final four teams. And yes, I am shaky on that take now because if they can't block, I, yeah, it happened fast. They were good, I thought. Yeah. Wait, so 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 just to be now clear, though, assessing the offensive line amid all of the weather, that's something you guys feel comfortable doing. Yeah, uh, be- you gotta watch. Yeah, well, I, I I do because it was a problem headed into the season. Like the interior of the offensive line was the single biggest question mark around this team. So to see them come out week one and look like we maybe should have ex- expected, I think it kind of reaffirms what we thought might happen. Also, Mike McGlinchey throughout his career, who's the right tackle, has had some ups and downs. So um, you know, the mud and the weather makes it hard to evaluate anything. But that's a group that I wouldn't say I'm like totally out on but there's a, l- a level of concern that is higher than it was before the season yeah the the um the tape of the missed blocks has really <laughs> got me where you watch them and you're like yeah that ain't the mud's fault <laughs> that is not the soup's fault that is just that's gonna be an issue no matter what surface they're playing on um yeah so i am concerned about that that defensive front though they're going to be trouble for a lot of people. And that's what's, I guess they'll be banking on winning on one side of the ball and hoping that Trey can hold it together on the other. Alabaster. I just went to a, a list of famous Dominiques. I think, you know, you're, you're like fifth on this list, Dominique. I think it, it's like a little bit up in the air. The, there's Dominique Wilkins and Dominique Doss, but then there's. Mm-hmm. He's Dominique fifth? Mick Elliott. Yeah. And. <laughs> Dominique Swain, 
I don't know I don't, those people. I don't know who they are. I don't know who they are. Yeah. There's I'll no way it. he's the fifth most famous. Yeah, uh, this feels like to... terrible I'm the research. <laughs> I'm the third most famous, obviously. Jeez. I, and I, I mean, I mean, amongst people like under 35, they don't even remember Dominique Dawes or Dominique Wilkins. Number one. <laughs> Mina's on I the hate, other hand. I, I, I hate that I'm in this room right now and I don't have access to my computer in the way that I usually do because all I want to do is prove this case wrong. <laughs> and I'm like staring at this monitor that's very far Okay, away. wait. Put out a poll of this group. Oh, who is the go. person who is, who's, when you say their name, they're the most known person in America? Here because I'm not Mina's saying I'm more famous than yeah. either of you. I'm yeah. just saying I dominate the Minas. No, you are. So, A, you are more famous than both of us, I would think. But, yes, you dominate the I mean, Minas. I don't have a WikiFeed page, if that's what you're trying to get me to admit. Um, and Pablo is way down there on the list yeah. of Pablos. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I would say that I used to be number one, but now what? I'm being threatened. Oh, yeah. Get, name me another Pablo. Go. Escobar? Pablo Picasso. Okay. Oh, we're going historical. That's what we're what doing. What are we doing? Pablo Neruda. Okay. All, all, all of those old washed Pablos are dead. Pablo Jackson. Only one remains. Your boy, Pablo Jackson. <laughs> terrible. This I want to talk about more football. Yeah. Games. Come on. Next game. Pablo. On. Sorry, that was my bad. Uh, so a lot of preseason favorites lost week one. My question to you, which 0-1 preseason favorite should feel the most pressure this weekend? The Rams, the Broncos, or the Bengals? Broncos. How can it not be the Broncos? Can anyone argue against that being the answer? Hmm. I mean, I, you could mount a case for the I, – I, I agree it's the Broncos, but the Falcons, the Rams really should beat the Falcons. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I guess the question isn't like – uh, to me, it's who is under the most pressure, like who needs this the most. That's true. And yeah. I didn't take into account, like, who has the toughest game. But I guess if the Rams lose to the Falcons, that'll be sad. But there's some room to come back. And that division yeah. that the Broncos are in, it's going to be tough to come okay. back. And first-year head coach who has seems like negative one credibility right now, to have back-to-back -back losses would be really bad start for them. And the quarterback they just got. Like, it feels like the Rams have a coach they believe in, a quarterback that's proven himself, lots of players they believe in, in a division that is not nearly as ferocious as the Broncos. The Rams could survive this. Who was the other team? I forgot. The Bengals. Bengals. Oh, the They're playing yeah, Cooper Bengals. Rush, but that's tough. But the Cowboys defense is actually okay. So I feel like – I mean, I they, I they probably should win that game, obviously, because of the quarterback. But um, I it, it's got to be the Broncos, man. Like, I – Yes. That fan base is shook. Yeah. They I, should I was be. Watching, I was watching Monday night with Elle Duncan, and she's been texting me uh, as stuff's come out about Russell Wilson, including his love of family, faith, oh my God. football. Yes. <laughs> she's been sending That's this so to me, and, I, and, and my response has been, no longer my problem. That's you now. <laughs> He's your quarterback. He's very good, and I have no problem with him. But all of these sure. videos, the mic'd up segments, it's all it's it's yours now. Enjoy. I've been trying to figure this out. Who is it for? The like the the Russell Wilson performance doesn't seem like it's working on anyone. That one was Who for Alaska for? Airlines, and I'm guessing he was paid <laughs> handsomely. So it no, that. not that specific one. Just in general, the Russell Wilson persona 
doesn't seem like it's working. My favorite one on that TikTok was flying, by the way, when he pointed to flying. I oh, was yeah, just, like, just like like being on planes, just like flying. air travel. That's like a thing Alaska Airlines. Um, oh, God. Oh, it's even worse now. It's not even, okay, yeah, it was this, a let's branded even like a weird quirk. Than a, oh, Jesus. Um, the thing about Nathaniel Hackett, though, I, I'm reminded of this because you guys use the word, uh, my favorite euphemism, divisive, to describe Tua. Nathaniel Hackett can't even claim to be divisive. Yeah. He is unanimously being made fun of. Like, there are no Nathaniel Hackett stands. The hive is empty. Will anyone out there be bold enough to be a Nathaniel Hackett sim? The answer seems to be no. Yeah, he made it hard to root for him or to jump. I mean, I don't want to it's talk about so Nathaniel hard Hackett that anymore. You I know, I feel bad. It actually isn't even really all, anymore because we all, of the pilot. We all feel like we're just... I mean... Yeah. Peyton Manning I'll called 62 timeouts and everyone is like sharing it around the internet. This man is like barely got settled. I mean, it's his fault. I'm not defending him, but Can we flip I'm tired him, of talking about how terrible how he do is. We, how do we make him feel better? Is there a we way don't. to do that? Is there no spin? We pride Man, ourselves on being corrupt defense attorneys. Alabaster, you got a spin? Yeah. Uh, first of all, Number one upset of the show, Pablo, is that you say divisive and it's not divisive, but yeah. I digress. You look like um, a divisive guy. Anyway. Divisive topic. If I were to defend Nathaniel Hackett, I would be cosplaying as Russell Wilson. Because if I'm Russell Wilson, thank you, Nathaniel Hackett. You took the ball out of my hand, so I didn't have to not get it on fourth and five and be the go to that game. You yeah. took the pressure off of me. <laughs> you helped yeah. me. You died for... It is the sake yeah. of Russell Wilson. Wow. No, it is true that I, I didn't hear anyone talking about Russell Wilson's clock management or his issues with the, the play clock, which like if he had, if he had had the ball and, you know, come up short, I do think that's probably something that we would have talked about a bit this week. Well, thank you. So now he has one person in his hive. I thought you wanted us to like figure out an argument to defend him. Like Everywhere, not just to defend him in the Wilson home. There's the argument. He had to protect his quarterback and couldn't get it on fourth and five because he played a mediocre game because he was shook going back to Seattle. Galaxy nice. brain. Galaxy brain. He didn't want people to blame Russell Wilson. So he called the field goal so they would blame the kicker. Good. AM. So family I like it. football flying field goals. Cool. <laughs> he was protecting his his quarterback because he's new in town and he didn't want people's first experience to be that he failed him on fourth and five. Oh, wait, Nathaniel's new in town, too. And their first experience with him is that he has no idea how clocks work or timeouts. Like, I think the, the scariest or the saddest part was that he used all his timeouts while they were kneeling down after yeah. he drained the clock. Yeah, yeah. that's going yeah. out. Let's sad. make this. Let's make this broadcast longer. Is not the thought I would have advocated <laughs> for after that field goal attempt. Also, uh, like let's let's drag it out so there's more time for the announcers to talk about how how yeah. much I messed this up. Like you should. He should have been like, all right, let's go into the top. <laughs> no interviews. Right. Oh, all right, we did the thing where we said we weren't going to make fun of him, then we made fun of him. And, so yeah, we probably we I actually myself. feel bad for him. So yeah, it has yeah. to suck. Yeah. All right, let's do a let's do a couple uh, quick hitters to end this one. All right, the the Packers don't appear to have that many uh, playmakers. So my question to you: If the Packers' offense doesn't get on track against the Bears, then blank. Mm, if the Packers' offense doesn't get on track against the Bears, then Aaron Rodgers has single-handedly set back the entire psychedelic movement. <laughs> this is a real bummer 
Just a real bummer that this guy's now the face of something that could have been cool, and now it's not. I mean, he's this is he just admitted to it this year. He's been doing it before that. Right? I don't know. He's the with the new look. I don't know if you saw the his his yeah, hair. It, he he really strikes me as the the guy who started doing drugs in his thirties. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. It's just a certain energy. It does, um, does feel like he no Google image. other people I may or may not know who may or may not be part of this show. It does. It does. I mean, A, how dare you? B, it does feel like he did Google image like guys who do drugs who are cool. What do they look like? Tattoo for yeah, uh, tattoo. Ayahuasca. One of those like long black coats that has a hood also on it. Like I'm gonna get one of those. I'm gonna get the sides real high and tight. Yeah. Oh, um. Oh, okay. So the Packers' offense doesn't get on track against the Bears. I'll go a little bit more serious. Then Aaron Rodgers is going to blame everybody in the organization subtly, I think. A little bit of uh, passive aggressive shade will be coming fast and furious. I don't think Who's he most mad at? Who's he most mad at right now, do you think? Yeah. Um I would say well, it's hard because you could say the front office for but like they tried to pay Devontae Adams. He didn't want to be there. They drafted a good offensive line. They just all happened to be hurt. It's not really their fault. Um, Didn't he say the ayahuasca like taught him how to humble himself? We're looking at a new Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be mad at anyone. He's not going to blame anybody. He's going to be mellow. If this happens, then Aaron Rodgers is going to show us. He's really going to test if his brain wiring has been reworked by his recent drug use. And he's going to show us that it has. He's going to be like, hey, it's just a game. Who cares? Why don't we let Jordan Love play? Because I don't want to get hit again. (laughs) (laughs) What is reality anyway? Does it matter if Alan Lazard is is my best receiver? Who's to say? It would be amazing if people's takeaway from this season, if it goes in this direction, which I don't think it will, will be that ayahuasca makes people less chill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the, the Vikings would be really happy. They're good. Does any part of you, though, we've entirely, Alabaster, we've done the thing where we've also entirely ignored the Bears part of this equation. Does any part of last week, none of it, the monsoon totally has washed away any possibility of actually, like, feeling rationally optimistic about I mean, there are things about the Bears that I like, unlike Dominique Foxworth. I like Hmm. uh, some of their young defensive players, like Jalen Johnson, Jaquan Brisker, Dominique Robinson, who had a great game. Um, I thought the offensive line, they're not great, but you can see the pathway for them to improve with those young, their young left tackle, Braxton Jones, who did a decent job, all things considered, against Nick Bosa. And Justin Fields is a gamer. Like, you know, he had a horrible first half, but in the second half he came out and made some of the, like, cool, exciting, explosive plays that we know he's capable of. Now, do I think it's going to happen again? No, I think the Packers are going to absolutely stop him in this one. Just um, coming off of last week, I just don't see the Packers letting up again. I love the Bears. I think they're going to win the division now. They showed me. They showed me the light. The tough guys. I like the players. I just don't like. I mean, no one I, believes you. The, the fans. Yeah, I mean, the players. Is, Has I, your, I always root for players. I, 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 fans are annoying. That's the problem. You talked a little bit about how like takes can erode a little bit. Has your take that Justin Fields should force his way out? Has there been even like a little bit of erosion after what we saw week one? Slight bit of erosion, erosion. but more. 
Actually, no, it got sharper. It sharpened <laughs> because he showed he showed us how special he can be. Oh yeah, and yeah. See, see, that's the spin. Yeah. That's the spin. Um, the play design and the support was not there. That's to blame for the first half. The special st- stuff in the second half is his own unique greatness. Force your way out to a good team. You don't even believe what you're saying, though. Of course not, because I didn't <laughs> believe it when I said it. Like, it was all completely taken and run with. Like, the point I was making was not that Justin Fields needs to, Justin Fields himself needs to demand a trade. The point overall was that players have their careers kind of ruined by a bad situation. And I said as a throwaway line, like Justin Fields, demand a trade. And then they ran with it. What, you think I'm a back down? Pablo, back how, down how, from a bunch how, of Twitter people? No. How does this Going get aggregated by the Chicago News? Dominique Foxworth walks back. Justin Fields' take admits he was wrong? Or? No, Dominique wrong. Foxworth admits that he lied about his Justin Fields' Ooh. take, which is what I took Ooh. away from that. Dominique tried to yell... You tried to yell nuance at us, which is an interesting rhetorical move. <laughs> and then you slowed down to say, I don't believe in any of the things that I said. Uh, I believe in the things that I said. I'm just saying that, never mind, who cares? I'm done with this. <laughs> Bears fans. All right, we got one more for you guys. Alabaster's so afraid because he's absolutely complicit in that take, but please, yeah. sorry. Continue. Yeah, he got somehow he didn't get linked into it. His name got the Russell Wilson Nathaniel Hackett dynamic yes. living out in one podcast. <laughs> That's right. Is that very stick? Don't worry, As the Russ, Russell Wilson of that podcast. I'm very thankful for Dominique taking the heat on that one. Let's ride. Um, yeah, Foxworth Country. Let's ride. All right, last topic. If, if Carson Wentz lights it up against the Lions, then blank. Then mm. I won't be able to go to work on Monday because Dan Orlovsky oh, will be gosh. so insufferable you won't <laughs> want to be in a room with him for at least forty-eight hours. I've turned on Carson Wentz. I'm a Carson Wentz fan now. I, I I like that the that they're letting him be him. It's very Jameis of them. Like, yeah. let's go. You gonna mm. get some funk with it, but you gonna get some really beautiful stuff too. Like, I am fully in on the Carson Wentz full experience. Let that wince go out there and wince a little bit. And he did. He winced all over that field and it was fun. But I feel like the whole magic of Carson Wentz in the present is that he is sort of this underdog, but the backlash will come, right? Like the whole point is that he's like this overhyped dude who doesn't get along with his teammates allegedly and is like paid way too much, all that. Like now it's cute. I feel like the resentment (laughs) does set in as soon as Dominique begins to feel that way. Nah. I think Pablo is actually right about like where we are in the Wentz saga. It's like the third act of a behind the music after, <laughs> you know, the, the lead singer was too much of a diva and alienated everyone in the yes. group and they fired the manager who believed in them. We've come all the way full circle where the, the, the main character, the lead singer is like a little bit humbled and wants to go back to making the same kind of music he or she was making at the beginning of their career. That's Carson Wentz. I think yep. so. His I think voice, we're there. His voice is a little more gravelly. He's seen some things, and now he has a story that he wants to sing, but this time from his heart. <laughs> He's playing for the Commanders, though, so I think he will always be a sympathetic figure as long as he is playing for the team that has the owner that everyone can be mad at. So if he plays well, we champion him. Yeah, he, we champion him. But, but, but he, Ron Rivera really strikes me as like that manager. He disco- who oh, discovered someone and then. Oh, I, 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 have I, I haven't said this to you guys yet. Did you guys, did you guys know that Ron Rivera is part Filipino? I actually didn't know that. 
I did not know yeah. that. You said yeah. actually. Yeah. Were you supposed to know that? <laughs> I'm actually shocked that you've never mentioned that in my presence. I know. That's the most surprising I, thing I, to come out of this episode. Ron Rivera and his wife, both part Filipino. We have an all-Filipino power couple in our nation's capital. Were you waiting until Washington actually won a game? <laughs> yeah, how long? <laughs> this is how the peak is of the commander season. They are undefeated. They are 1-0. and oh. Here comes Pablo Torre uh, with the revelation that they are coached by a Filipino man. That's right. The Filipino power rankings. Me, Ron Rivera, um, for like three days. You're ahead of Ron Rivera in the power rankings? How did you come across this? Do you just like every now and then just pick a random name and Google is Filipino question mark? I, I saw I saw something in his eyes. What are these power <laughs> rankings? Like, How are you a top five Filipino in America? There are like three American Idol contestants who are above you. Shout um, out Corona. You didn't shout out Corona, Pablo. Shout out to Corona sponsoring a fake television show co-hosted by one of the top five Filipino Americans <laughs> and also Dominic Foxworth, the Mina Times. The number one Mina in America, <laughs> according to me. I don't know. Oh. I can't think of any other Minas. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I hate that she's right about this. <laughs> uh.